0: So, welcome to the uh, top M and A entrepreneurs. Uh, I've got Adam Lyons. He's the ec- Memnon from Acquisitions, the Dynamo dealmaker, and his reputation is just growing every day. There was a uh, post in Epic where it was like, "You, you are the man." They brought some guy from Epic brought you in. You negotiated something, or you did something amazing with that like the art of the deal. And uh, welcome, Adam. Hey,
1: thank you so much, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So what was this deal that you uh, worked on? You don't have to name the names, but it was uh, somebody with Epic and they, uh,
1: yeah, it was a game so board I, maker or something. Yeah. So I do, um, I do uh, coaching inside the uh, Ethically Profit program uh, that's run by Roland Frazier. And I'm the uh, negotiations expert and I'm the, the deal acquisition expert. So I help people find deals and help them negotiate them. And uh, this one particular deal got brought to me. It was, um, they're doing $3 million a year gross revenue on a board game. Uh, and not just the board game, actually, uh, 15 different intellectual properties. And, uh, they were looking for an amount of cash to clear up some debt in return for equity. Um, so it, it should have been a, a simple cash for equity deal. But when I go in and look at it, I realized that actually that's a really bad deal. Because if, if you give them this cash, they've got so many other integral problems in the company that um, it wouldn't fix it. You would end up back in the same situation, except now you would own equity of a company that has financial problems, right? Even though the cash would have solved it, they're going to be back there again. So it needed more hands-on. It needed somebody to tidy up the company. So I made uh, an alternate proposal. It was very complicated how I got there. But um, over the course of an hour, we ended up with, they agreed to a $0 equity partnership where we would come in and tidy up the whole company. Um, and, and by tidy up, I mean, really tell them how to tidy up the company um, in return for uh, a substantial amount of equity in the company without having to pay any money um, to pay back the debt. So, and, and on and on. So
0: that's a great question. No, they don't know who you are. How do they know you can do what you do? I mean, and also is, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on this side as a buyer and I'm a little bit skeptical and saying, okay, this guy sounds really, uh, you know, knowledgeable, you know, can do what he does. But what if I, I can't give him for you know, a year to do it or I give him six months to do it or two years.
1: Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff there. The key is um, accurately predicting what's going on in the company. So from just talking to them for a few minutes, I said, can I make some assumptions about your company and you just tell me if I'm right or wrong? And then I started outlining common problems they may have. And I hit every single one nail on the head. So I predicted that uh, they ran Kickstarters and I predicted that they'd run Kickstarters that at the end of the Kickstarter, they were out of pocket as opposed to being profitable. I predicted that there was nobody in charge of sales and marketing. I predicted that when they calculated their costs, they had at some point missed certain elements like shipping that would have been a huge factor. I predicted the fact, actually their board games are considered some of the most expensive in the world, but I predicted that actually because of the amount of stuff they put inside the board game, their profit margins are significantly lower compared on what people would think. I mean, some of these board games are four times more expensive than what you'd find a regular board game would be, but they're running them almost a loss because they're trying to pack everything. in. It's why they're so expensive. Um, I also predicted that a particular business model that they should employ would be more profitable. And then they told me they already had employed it, but only in one intellectual property of the 15, at which point I said to them, I guarantee you, that's your most profitable, um, IP. And they said, it is. Yeah. How did you know? (laughs) And I was like, because that's the right model you should be using. So by the time, you know, 30 minutes had been spent of me doing this business analysis, they were like, wow, you know so much about this. And I was like, yeah, because like in the last year I've coached 700 CEOs through acquiring, negotiating and scaling businesses. I was like, I, this is all I'm doing all day, every day. I can see from a mile away what's going wrong. And then they said, well, how do you fix it? And I said, we well, got two options. You can pay me a quarter of a million dollars which is what I would charge you to come on board and do a consultation. Or if you're open to it, we can release some of that equity to, uh, to have me come on board and help and my partner. So yeah, that's what
0: happened. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, I came across a company in Tucson, Arizona that did Kickstarters to this uh, fund their manufacturing. And I was always suspect of that. That That's like, a, to me, that's a losing proposition. You can't have money donated to you to fund your manufacturing. You have to have customers do that.
1: So yeah, it, it's- budget, yeah. So I, I've generated over $2 million on Kickstarter for successful, profitable Kickstarters. And every single time, the way that we approached it was different. We approached Kickstarter as a way to obtain customers that are actually willing to pay a premium. So a lot of people make the mistake of selling to Kickstarter people at a discount, right? Like, you're gonna, be, if you get in the Kickstarter, you're only going to pay this price, and in the future, the price is going to be this. It's actually a lot better to be like, if you're on the Kickstarter, you're going to get limited edition versions that are going to be unavailable in the future. You can only get them today, right? Like the gold-plated version, but they pay extra for it. And what's, what's important about that is that it gives you actually a higher profit margin. And all of those Kickstarter backers, they're not donating money for manufacturing, they're buying, they're pre-sale, they're, it's pre-sale basically. So that way I know, like one of them we did like, uh, we were developing a, a robotics unit and we generated 560 grand, um, but we only needed 100 for manufacturing. So all of that left over was essentially profit. So we knew right out, the, out of the gate we we're going to make, I think we ended up with like $260,000 in profit off the Kickstarter. And we knew that straight away, but that's because it was calculated correctly. And these were the limited edition beta tests of this particular robotics unit.
0: Well, that's a completely different perspective. I mean, I would have never thought like
1: that. I go like, yeah,
0: you just can't keep having somebody else donate your manufacturing piece. Just sure, go I for customers. it customers. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just, just, and do it as a, as a customer acquisition source. Now, this is where this gets really interesting in the Kickstarter game. Kickstarter will send an internal email promoting the fastest rising Kickstarters. So actually a, a cool trick you can use, I'm shifting it to Kickstarter strategies, but a cool trick you can use is if you have a mailing list, you can make sure that your audience is warmed up, ready to start buying the beta test of whatever it is that you're going to release. And the minute you go live on the Kickstarter, um, have all those people buy, but also, and we've done this a few times, we'll get our internal staff to pay, we'll, we'll, we'll purposely put a thousand dollar item there and we'll have 10 staff members pay thousand dollars each and get, so we get $10,000 right away. Like the top item is selling out. And the combination of that plus all of our customers drives up the algorithm. Now, um, the whole purpose of this is to reach out to Kickstarter and say, within one hour, we achieved this much money. Kickstarter, which is 50,000 or no, 100,000 plus, oh, sorry, 10,000 plus whatever the, uh, the Kickstarter does, right? So it's a huge number. So Kickstarter goes, wow, that's amazing because it's just an email person. And the email person's like, we'll definitely include you in today's email. Yeah. yeah, The money is going to go back to you. It's irrelevant. You are buying the limited edition items, but you're, that money just comes straight back around on the company credit card. But now Kickstarter is doing an internal email, and now you're going to have all the Kickstarter fan people who are going to be all over you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at a business about three years ago called backerclub.co, and it's just a group of people uh, that get together and follow and, and buy into Kickstarter campaigns. And it was doing $2 million a year. And the profits were 90. But the guy was spending about 80 hours a week on it. Just two guys. Wow. Pretty nice yeah. little business, but uh, I didn't want a job.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, but I think it works well. As long as you view Kickstarter as a customer acquisition tool and as a way of getting high profit sales by bringing out limited edition items. Because yeah. when you're in the manufacturing stage, that's the time to create the limited edition prototypes and things like that. Yeah.
0: So, Adam, let's, let's rewind a lot here and go back. When did you first make your first acquisition?
1: Um, my very first acquisition started in 2000 and uh, was that 2012, I suppose. So yeah. nine years ago. And uh, I, Roland Frazier is my mentor. Roland is the one that taught me how to do this. He ran a two-day workshop on how to uh, acquire a business. And honestly, I signed up for it because it was the only one of his workshops I could afford. Everything else was like $10,000 or more. And a $2,000 workshop was just affordable. So it was two days, $2,000. I was in a room with 10 people and uh, he taught mergers and acquisitions. And I went in there, just wanted to listen to the guy because I love when he speaks. Um, And I walked out knowing how to acquire businesses. I remember thinking, never going to do that. Um, And then within three months, I was sitting down with uh, Ty Lopez and he had a, uh, a project that he needed some help with and uh, they brought it to me and I helped him out with the project. And then uh, Ty Lopez became, you know, I suppose it was a bit later on, but he blew up like in a, maybe years later at this point, but he became sort of like big. And, um, and at that point, the project that I was working on them with, Ty wasn't really interested anymore and he wanted to let it go. And he had another business partner in the project. So Ty says to his business partner, buy the project off me. And, uh, the business partner comes to me and it's like, Hey, well, you're kind of doing a lot of the work on this. Do you, um, you know, do you want to buy the other half? And I was like, I don't have the money to buy the other half, but, and that's when I did the acquisition. I said, but I tell you what I'll do is, um, I'll work it off. I'll do an earn in for the other half. And so that's what I did. So he fronted the cash to tie and I did an earn in to acquire a uh, half the business. And uh, I've worked on that business for many, many years and made some, you know, some great money on it while, while Ty went off and did Ty's thing, but it opened up my mind to the fact that I could acquire businesses by, by trading work, I suppose. And then I just got, then I got tighter and tighter and I realized I didn't have to trade work. I could trade advice. I could trade consulting. Um, I could trade assets. Um, I just didn't need to use money. And of course, you know, I could use money as well as part of that merger and acquisition process but it didn't have to be my money. And that's when I realized I could partner with someone who's got some cash that wants to make some money back and I could use their cash as part of the deal. So the long and short of it is I got better and better, but it was always behind the scenes. I never really made a big deal of it. It was like my secret uh, technique to grow my business. And one day, uh, I say one day, last year, 2020, uh, Roland phones me at the beginning of the year. Uh, Roland Frazier. Did you guys say? did you
0: guys, were you guys... Friends and stay in contact and do deals together yeah. during that twenty twelve and twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, I I continued like um, hiring him for advice, attending whatever events I could, um, and I ended up engaging him as a private uh, a private consultant for me as well. Like I, I hired him for mentorship.
0: Yeah, so, I, I guess just want to make just point out how important that is to you know bring by somebody's
1: intelligence and experience.
0: Yeah, to shorten I mean, the time I, span.
1: I, I paid for his $100,000 mentorship program. I mean, yeah. as I as I grew, I remember the day I turned around to my my partner and I said, hey, I just took our life savings, gave it to Roland Frazier. <laughs> but I mean, it was one of the best things I've ever done. Like, you know, I, I made that back. I made that money back, I mean, more than tenfold, wow. I mean, much more. You know, like, I mean, yeah, I've made millions off the back of that information. So... That's- and, and, and not just that information. I mean, I literally, it's funny, before coming live with you right now, me and Roland are texting about an acquisition for a, a company that specializes in um, supplements for the Olympics. Like, that's a pretty big deal. And I can just text with him. Like, now he's now he's, he's not someone who's who I'm now he's taking
0: your with. text calls. You don't have to go through Deanna. She feels oh, yeah. it. And then it goes to, maybe it goes to somebody else. And he goes, no, yes or no. And then it comes back, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Roland, at this point, me and Roland are friends. Like, he helps me. I help him. He's amazing, you know. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, and that's why I'm so blessed to be to be part of his program. Um, but yeah, Roland is uh, you know was monumental in teaching me this stuff. So he phones me up one day and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this uh, challenge, the Epic Challenge," and um, and he's like, "Would you like to come on board and be interviewed by me?" He's like, "Because I know you've acquired um, some interesting businesses and maybe talk about it." So I was like, "Sure." So I come on board and I, I you know he talks to me and I I break down there's a, a couple of my deals have become quite famous because um they they started very very small and ended up very very big and they didn't cost me any money um and you know I got the deals from my uh, from my children my children identified the opportunity right right they did the, the game yeah. store right the one of them yeah the, yeah the game store which i I don't, I don't know if you know now the game store has now itself acquired a commercial property that's worth it was worth 600,000 when we bought it but we bought it in the middle of the commercial property dip during covid um, it's projected to be worth a million within the next two years. And again, it cost us nothing because the game store bought it. I didn't buy it. The game store bought it. The game store, I don't work. I've never worked a day in that game store. I've never done. The only thing I ever did was help decorate. That was it. I've, I've not worked a day. And, uh, you know, so when we first acquired it, I mean, it was struggling. It had 5,000 in expenses a month and made 4,000, right? That was when we acquired it. We acquired it for no, for no money down whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And then like last month, we did over $25,000. The expenses are the same. So it's, you know, in, in addition to now making large sums of money, it bought a commercial property for us.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I You know, this is another point too. Now I've done a uh, rehab too. It was an e-commerce company here in AIDS, you know, and it was losing money and, and then I helped it redid. But it, that was a lot of work. Uh, and I probably won't do that ever again. I mean, you've got to have that certain ability about you. Say, I, I want to take a company that's actually losing money because I see all the opportunities. Yeah. It's well, not that's something like, you could say, well, if you've never bought a business, I don't recommend it or
1: what? Yeah, and, and that's something like, I run my own company called The Smart Blueprint. It's like the smartblueprint.com, where it's the, bl- we created that for ourselves. It's the blueprint we apply on any business to make it work. And we know as long as we follow this blueprint, the business works. So- actually looking for opportunities to for be simple, I look at their business and see, are they missing any of the elements of the smart blueprint? If they're failing, but they've got all the elements of the smart blueprint, I'm out, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. On the other hand, if I look at the business, I'm like, oh, wow, they're missing. So uh, it's S-M-A-R-T. So I'll look at them and be like, oh, they're missing S, they're missing R, and they don't do T at all. But they've got, you know, A is good and M is like 50% there. I'm like, this is great. I'll just come in and go bop, 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 bop and fix it. Um, And the game store was exactly that. The game store, the the S, uh, which is staff, was terrible. No training, no standard operating procedures at all. So that was one opportunity. M stands for marketing. They had no ads, no outbound marketing whatsoever. um, And they had no good internal marketing either. Um, A is audience. They They had a tiny audience of about 20 people, but they had an untapped audience of 400 people that they never communicated with, who were all avid buyers. So their revenue was coming off of just 20 people with 400 waiting to buy. It was insane. Uh, Revenue is the R, which is the sales processes. And they had absolutely none. They relied purely on customers coming in saying, I want to give you money. There was no like reach out whatsoever um, at like, you know, sales processes. And lastly, testimonials. They had no testimonials, no evidence of, you know, no good reviews, nothing. So I look at this thing and I'm like, okay, it's losing a grand a month, but the opportunities are insane. And because of what we have with the smart blueprint, we can take a staff member that we train up, give them the the systematics of the smart blueprint, and go go and apply all this. And that's what we did.
0: Beautiful. I mean, that's I'm I'm rereading a bunch of Buffett uh, Warren Buffett books, and there's discipline, patience, flexibility, courage, confidence, and decisiveness. I gotta say, if you've got a checklist like a manifesto that guy wrote that book, that's perfect. I mean, that's great.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And it's been like one of the most important things for us is like following that checklist. So we like, okay, we know this is, this is good. <clears throat> and so, yeah, so that's what we did with that. And so Roland asked me to share the story. So I shared the story at the time we hadn't bought the property, but the business was growing and um, Roland had been talking for like five or six hours. He was dying and he had 67 questions in a Q and a, and so he says, Adam, I'm, I'm kind of tired. How about you answer the 67 questions? And every time you get one wrong, I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> and I was like, no, totally fine. and um, so I answered all 67 questions, one after the other. And uh, at the end, Roland looks at me and he goes, Dude, you got every single one right. Well done. And he goes, But I knew you would. You listened to me and you're a good student. And I was like, You know, thanks ever so much. I get off the phone call and I was, you know, off the Zoom. I was so excited, just, just that I did a good job. And Roland phones me and he's like, I'm looking for somebody to come internally and deliver the program. He's like, It'll be, it be my face. I'm going to be out there. It's my content, but I want someone that follows my content closely who will be an internal trainer specifically for negotiation and uh, deal acquisition. He goes, you're really good at finding deals and you're really good at closing them. And he's like, would you come on board as a, as a coach? And I was like, I would be, it would be my absolute honor. Um, th- then it gets funny cause he says to me, um, he's like, okay, cool. How much do you want? And I was like, I'm not going to charge you. I was like, I'll just do it. Like, you know, I got your back. And he's like, no, he's like, I insist you have to get paid. And I was like, well, this is now a problem because you're hiring me to be a negotiator. And you're telling me I have to get paid and I don't want to get paid, but if you, I can't join the program and then have a story about how I negotiate with everyone, but I didn't negotiate with you. And Roland's like, I'm hearing a lot of talk and I'm not seeing a lot of negotiating. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so and I so, think uh,
0: he's still the master negotiator, right? <laughs> oh, by
1: far, by far. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you my, my favorite story about Roland is, uh, so I negotiate and I negotiate really hard and I negotiate for the one thing that of course you always want, which is gross revenue. And I was like, I want, I want a piece off the top. I don't want it off the profit. You know, I want a percentage. And Roland said, I think I would lose respect for you if you asked for anything less. And so I asked for a number that I thought would be completely fair and that he would say yes to. And uh, Roland says to me, wow, that's a that's a pretty big number. And he goes, didn't you just have your fifth child get born recently? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, then we're going to double that percentage. And I nearly cried. So. So that means
0: you are a staple of this training that comes in. Now it's at 11, 12. No, you're on your 12th epic, right? And all the people that come through going, oh my God, this guy is dynamic. I want to work with him.
1: And deal flow flows your way. Basically, I, yeah. I, I like that funnel. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Um, and you know, not, not all the deals are perfect. I mean, I say no to a lot more deals than I say yes to, but every so often somebody will drop your favorite board game company in your lap um, that needs help. And they're based in Dallas, and I live in you know I live in Texas, just outside of Austin, so it's a great deal. Um, yeah, and- no, you
0: you we brought a deal to you as clubhouse for dating, and that was just right. that was just ugly. I mean, it, it looked great on the face, but you know, diving in a few more questions, like uh, yeah, you're losing
1: like twenty thousand dollars a month. You don't it's, own the it, IP. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I think that's the value that people like from me coming on board is because I'll tell you if the deal is bad. And it's, that's better than, than doing it, you know, like, and I think, uh, I think I've helped people not do deals a lot more than I've helped them do deals. So it's funny, because I'll get paid to come in and negotiate. But once I pull it all up, I'll pull them to one side and be like, hey, we're going to talk about this before we go any further. I'm going to feel really bad if you acquire this, even for no money. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll show them.
0: You know, that's uh, Jason Calconis. He's uh, one of those investors uh, that invested in Uber and turned 25000 to $100 million. He said it is about swiping fast on the bad deals. Swipe, 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 and double down on the great deals. But you've got to be courageous and decisive about those
1: bad deals and don't get attached to them at all emotionally. I, I find the easiest way to think about it is like real estate. Like just because a house is cheap doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we actually, it's funny that the, this is like my, my office, uh, which I, I love this place, but we looked at a house that was one block over and it was half the price. And I remember being like, wow, it was the same size as this, but half the price. And I was like torn between the two, but I couldn't let it go. That it was half the price. And so we got two surveyors come in and then found out it needed an entire roof and foundation replacement, which actually is a brand new house. And at that point, This house, which is more expensive, was a lot better.
0: Yeah. So that's out of your deal flow, that type of deals. Yeah. Um, So how many deals have you done or participated in since (sighs) negotiation with Roland? Is it, what are we talking about? You can't even count. It looks like you can't even count. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My own deals, like my own deals, um, I'm in the probably 20s of of my twenties. Yeah, of things that I've participated in or, or I'm part of or, or what have you. Um, but deals that I've been brought on for somebody else, uh, hundreds, hundreds. I mean, I, I helped analyze and negotiate four deals this week to show you them because people are bringing me their deals to help them with, you know, like I, I'm, I'm dealing with them via email, via text, some of them in person over the phone. It's nonstop. I got um, I got friends that phone me up. They're doing a two million dollar deal, and they just phone me up and were like, "Hey, can you help us through this? We know you're good at it, you know." Like, and and because both parties were friends, I didn't charge them because I was like, "I can't charge you guys," you know. Like, and so I was like helping them negotiate between each other. So,
0: and did you take a percentage though? I mean, that's the part of you don't charge, no charge. No, need, in, the,
1: yeah. In this one, I didn't take a percentage, but I tell you what, I did is I got uh, I got the service for free because the business is actually a really cool business, and so they ended up giving me uh, what they deliver at cost for life. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And all of cool. these
0: deals, your deals, the twenties, are they earning type deals, part of equity, or have you done anywhere? There's,
1: yeah, you need money down. Um, I have managed to not spend a single dollar of my own money for any of the deals I've done. I'm, I'm a hundred percent, none of my own money being used some of them needed cash but it was not my cash that got put forward it was somebody else's every time every time yeah that's that amazing 100 yeah. yeah but but that's like how can you be roland's protege and, and not
0: prescribe the medicine he's that's
1: distributing true. right yep and i remember there was one there was one where like it absolutely needed cash to go through like 100 percent. and i phoned a guy that i knew had a large sum of cash I heard this. I heard this
0: one. And you just screenshotted his
1: bank account or something, right? Yep. And I was just like, can you just give me the money? And he went, okay. But I I had to ask, you know. (laughs) How are, uh, yeah, gotta try. How are all these deals doing? I mean, are they
0: all money-making, stable, or is this kind of like a a VC's portfolio where only you got to get 20 deals in it, only three are making money, right?
1: I um. My, my revenue increased 40% last month. So March, I made 40% more than February yeah. and it, it was one of the highest months I've ever had. So it's yeah. working. It's working it's, it's, and it's, 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 I mean, it's consistently, it's consistently growing across everything at all times. Um, sometimes it doesn't scale. Like sometimes it's a percentage, not a, not a multiple. Um, but they're all getting bigger and better, day by day by day. Yeah. I mean, I remember my my vice president. Uh, we were talking about uh, about so, and that was March. Sorry, March on February, not April, because we're still in April. Um, but my vice president said to me about April. Uh, she came to me and said, "This month was easy." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "I didn't really have to do anything this month. We just we made a lot of money." And that's that's a good sign. But it's also a sign to me that we're plateauing so we need to you yeah. know we need to push again um yeah. but like yeah and that's because of these deals that's because of how we're doing it. like we have a we have a seminar going on tomorrow in one of our brands and i literally the only thing i did was um all, 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 i've mentioned this before all my partners they attend a free training on a thursday afternoon so i have 20 seats at my free training that are available for all my partners to sit in and attend so I think last Thursday was only five guys, but they, they can choose to come and sit in. And I do it every Thursday, it's like two to three hours. Uh, you can't pay to be part of it. I have another, I have a second one you can pay to be part of that my partners also get, which is a Tuesday afternoon for one hour. So you can pay to sit for Tuesday afternoon for one hour and listen to me talk to my partners and I'll talk to you too. But Thursday afternoon, they get two to three hours and it's, they don't pay for it. That's like the equity earning. And uh, it's only my paid, it's only my actual partners. And um, at that training, For the last two weeks, I've been teaching this guy, how we do our internal sales and how we make a lot of money with seminars. And so he's doing a seminar tomorrow. Now I own 40% uh, of gross of his business of any money that comes in. So he's got X amount of hundreds of people attending this training tomorrow, where he's going to be selling a $3,000 program of which 40% of that will be mine. And the only thing I did is turn up on Thursday afternoon, as I always do, for two to three hours and teach him and all my other partners what they should be doing. Yeah, In two that, weeks' of time, another partner will be doing another one. That's lovely. Lovely. Yeah.
0: Now, do you, let me, uh, the type of deals that you look for? Uh, you know, I interviewed Patch Baker and he refers to Richard Branson because of like the ecosystem, they are all customers feed it. So what do you prescribe to? How, how do you design that strategy? Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm, I'm exactly the same as Patch. My my customers all fit in the same ecosystem. It's essentially the way I look at it, It's the same avatar. Every company I work with, the avatar will be identical. There'll be variants, but my avatar will buy from every single one of my companies.
0: Yeah. I, at this, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got to love that. I mean, why not follow Richard Branson? He's worth five billion or more. Yeah, he's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about... Um, do some of these customers, when you look at, well, actually, the question is, are you buying businesses that overlap each other? I'm trying to be very, or are they completely
1: brand new segments? Um, yeah. So, no, they're, they're often different. Like, so uh, like the core businesses, like my core brands, um, there's three dating companies that overlap each other, but have their own new products. So they, those three, I would say, you know, are borderline the same. Right. But then there's a, a retail game store company, which is nothing like that, but does have the same avatar. Um, then there is a YouTube channel for gaming that kind of overlaps with the game store, but also they're completely separate business models. Um, then there's a, a wealth finance company, which is totally different, which is all about um, improving your credit score and your initial investments and, and financial trading. Um, then there's a fintech company. Again, you could argue the fintech company and the wealth finance company maybe go together, but you know, they're a bit different. There's a web hosting company. You, know, you could argue there are websites for the others, but this is kind of how I, how I acquire is based on need, right? If I need financial technology in one of my companies, why not find somebody who has a financial technology company who's struggling and take a part of it rather than going and hiring a financial technology company? If I need web hosting, rather than go to GoDaddy, why not start a web hosting company or in this situation partner with somebody already had one that wasn't growing?
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was looking at a library of courses, and his add-on or upsell cross sell was a web hosting company because he sold a library of software courses. Like, well, what are those guys going to do?
1: They're going to build, you know, parallel type systems on websites, so sell them web hosting. Yeah, exactly. I think you know that's that's one of the key components is. Um, and, you know, Roland says this all the time. You want to be acquiring the costs in your company. So they become profit centers. Yeah. And that's, that's like being my biggest lesson.
0: Yeah. Just acquiring the costs of the company, just three or four words. And it changes your perspective.
1: Yeah. It's really easy. Like what are our biggest bills every month? Acquire that.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Are you... Do a lot of outbound now or is most of your deal flow just organic from
1: Epic? It's it's all organic. It's not really from Epic. Actually, only one deal of my own came through Epic. Most of my deals, actually, I'm more likely to get a deal from this than I would from Epic. Somebody watching me on a podcast, somewhere else giving advice, who then reaches out to me and says, hey, I'd like to talk to you. That's usually where my deals come from, which is why I'm always so open speak for free anywhere like I did a um I'm a member of Vistage I don't know if you know Vistage it's like a yeah yeah. It's, of, uh, uh, yeah management
0: CEO deal yeah
1: yeah so Vistage is a great way to get deals because there are people in there that are looking to grow their company that's why they joined Vistage and I mean 7,000 CEOs worldwide I mean just uh,
0: You and I talked about this. Like, we're one of the biggest problems the needs in Epic is helping people get deal flow because they the first thing they do is go over the uh, broker dealer websites and they get rabbit holed in that deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the best, yeah, the best way I found the best way to find deals is in networking events with business owners who are trying to grow their companies because that's what you do. If if you're going to sell your business or if you're trying to grow it and you want to partner, the very last thing you, or the very last thing you're going to try is, well, maybe I'll try and grow it. I'll sign up for this program. And bam, you can find them. Yeah.
0: So where are you at with this, like your, your long-term goal? Keep and hold forever or?
1: Yeah, I'm, um, it's a bit complicated. I could stop working tomorrow and be fine for the rest of my life. So that puts me in a unique perspective. I, I like don't need to work ever again if I don't want to. So I only do things I like doing and I'm acquiring businesses that I like. And so I don't know if I would get rid of them just cause I like them, but that doesn't mean I haven't considered it. And I might be interested. It's kind of like houses. I've got the same model of houses. Like I don't really sell my houses either. Cause I like them. And like, yeah, I, I own like four houses. Everyone's like, are they investment properties? And like, kind of, I kind of rent out rooms in them but I tend to not let the whole building go because I like using the building as well myself. Um, so I've got like this, this whole thing that I buy it cause I like it and I don't really need the money. Um, but having said that, I have definitely thought, well, maybe I'll sell two or three of the houses and buy one. I really, really want. And I feel the same about the businesses. Like if, if ever the right deal came across and I really needed to sell some businesses to just to free up bandwidth to work on it, I would consider. Yeah.
0: Them. Well, I guess you better do it before uh, 2022 comes around in case uh Biden's, uh, 50% or 40% uh, capital
1: gains tax comes in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, I, I find if your companies are structured correct, like I'm an employee, I, like it's not really going to affect me because I am an employee of my own company. My company is their own corporate entities. And because we look after our staff, uh, we perfect, like, so I got my, my own viewpoint on this. The valuation of your company is based on a multiple of your EBITDA, right? Which is your profit. It, why would you ever run a company at profit if you weren't planning to sell it just to me doesn't really make sense so we keep our profit low on purpose and reinvest the cash into our staff and systems that way there is nothing really worth taxing but we don't hide the yeah the profit would call
0: that uh compounding right yeah.
1: and i would much i would much rather do that so we do it like all of our staff get five weeks vacation all of them like we have a oh that's beautiful company. man five weeks yeah. yeah yeah exactly right so we give them five weeks vacation. They, uh, we pay full medical for them, the highest level medical that we can get in Texas. Uh, we pay for all of them, full expenses paid. Um, they have to pay the copay, but we pick the highest amount, so their copay is the minimum. Um, they get virtual doctors for free. We pay for that service, which is Doctor on Demand. Um, so if our staff are sick, they don't have to take a sick day. They can, from their home, use their phone, talk to a virtual doctor who can make the decision on whether they need to or not. Uh, we always tell them to take a sick day, though. Um, uh, yeah, we have an annual bonus every single year based on percentages. Uh, pay rise and pay review every single year, plus uh, on-site training, plus additional cash available for training. So, like uh, my my film guy who set up our beautiful little camera here, um, he has a budget every year to go and spend on his own training to learn audio or graphic design or whatever he wants to learn. He chooses his own uh, trainings that he wants. He runs it by the the financial department; they get give approval on that. So, I mean, we're pretty we're pretty good at putting the money into the employees and into the systems and structure of the company. Yeah, the loyalty. But- yeah, Yeah, and I'm, I'm paid, a, a, a like I said, I don't have to work, but that's because I've got a, you know, a nominal salary. Like I, I get paid a, a, but it's cool because if I ever wanted to fire myself, I could hire a CEO at my salary and it would be set in stone. It'd be like, we know how much the CEO gets paid because that's how much Adam gets paid. It's a, it's a good salary. You know, I'm not going to get a stimulus check, but, um, but it's not terrible. And, and yeah. the taxation on that would fall way under what Biden's looking at.
0: Yeah, I but, think that like most important is that the what you've created is working above the business and the time because the time is the only commodity else. Everything else is you can't buy more of the time. How are I you? Yeah. How are you then, doing you, this, if, structuring this business?
1: Where it's so yeah. I, well, I'll give you one other little piece which is key. If I ever wanted to sell them, I would take one year and bump up the profits. That's all I would do because your your valuation is based on your last year. And when I came to sell, if someone's like, why did you have no profit or minimal profit for this many years? And suddenly your profit margins are through the roof. And I would say to them, the profit margins could always have been through the roof at that point. We compounded it to grow the company. You're welcome. You You can either take it exactly as it is and scale it yourself and just enjoy that massive profit margin or you can sink the profit back into the company and scale it through the company. These are both options for you. And they're both mapped out. This will make my company sell for a high multiple. If I ever did want to sell it just yeah. for the record. Um, the way my company's structured is, um, it's very complicated. Uh, I actually have a legal team that manages the the legal structure of it so we have uh, multiple corporations that own shares in each other we have special purpose vehicles to acquire our acquisitions and depending on the grade of the acquisition whether it's um, a partnership and what percentage will depend on which company owns it so it's, it's pretty robust almost too long to sit and explain without Yeah, an idea I have to, uh, yeah, to yeah. like map it out yeah. It's like
0: an individual graphic
1: yeah yeah but the uh, but the summary is I have a, a full c-suite Um, And my C-suite works for the core company and they are fractional C-suites for each individual company. So, you know, my CFO doesn't need to spend 40 hours a week on each brand. So he'll spend X amount of hours on this one, X amount of hours on that one, and we'll bill for his time where it makes sense as well internally. So that way there is actually a paper trail of that work being done, which again makes it easy if we ever want to expand it, bring somebody else in, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, that's the most, one of the most important thing. I had a conversation with Sharon Brown and she's, it's all about putting that infrastructure in place too, so that she's not spending in a new job. Correct. Yeah. That's amazing. Hey, Adam, we're at, uh, you know, 40 minutes. So I I, I want to thank you, man. This has been a great addition. I, uh, I just love hearing your talk. And I think I think out of all the ones I watch, I watch Roland, I watch you and, you know, and I think kind of in that order.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I watch him first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to appreciate man. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Thank That's uh, a, appreciate a top you. MA entrepreneur. Appreciate you. Have a great day. All right. Take care.